That smooth Christian jazz you're hearing means you've tuned in to Same Old Song, the lectionary podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm your co-host, Aaron Zimmerman. I'll be joined by Jacob Smith as each week we break down the lectionary readings for the upcoming Sunday to give you something to think about, and if you're a preacher, to give you something to preach about, and no matter who you are, to give you a connection to the never-changing message of God's grace for actual people like you. Unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. All right, well, you're still in the midst of Holy Week, but Aaron and I have been transported to the future and are enjoying Easter. Hail the festival day. We're eating yellow peeps and loving it. That's right. That's right. Um, and as a matter of fact, make eating peeps for the next 50 days your Easter <laughs> discipline. And so they're amazing when they're stale. They're amazing <laughs> when they're fresh. But uh, hail the festival day. Just like your sermons, jump. Jake. Oh, yeah. stale or, or fresh. fresh. They're good both ways. <laughs> they're like a peep. They're like a, they're like a delicious pink little peep. That's how I describe my sermons. That's right. And... Um, They'll turn your tongue colors as well. So anyway, um, um, happy Easter, Aaron. How are you? Oh, praise God. I'm doing okay. Uh, Good. I'm, I'm excited as we look forward to these readings and really one of the high points of the year. I mean, churches, churches dress up on Easter. It's a beautiful thing. It does. You get the brass going. You get the flowers busting out over everywhere. Lilies, to me, always make me think of Easter just because every Sunday on Easter, I stand at the altar and I celebrate Holy Communion, and there's usually about five million lilies behind me yeah. when I do that, and it's just such a fantastic. Just um, I thankfully I'm not allergic to them, uh, but just yeah. uh, it it puts me in mind of uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. And you also, the other great thing about Easter is you get to see all your friends that you haven't seen since Christmas. So, <laughs> and by the way, can I Zing. just can I just say, preachers? For the love of everything holy, do not shame the people who you haven't seen since Christmas. Do not call them out from the pulpit. Please, I implore you by the bowels of Christ to not shame those people. Uh, it's not funny. They already feel pissed off that somebody made them come yeah. to church on Easter. And this they're just going to use that for more ammunition in their uh, cause to never come to church again. So just preach the gospel. Tell them that that they're loved by God and that the resurrection is for them too. Um, If you'd like to do some shaming, that's what the internet is for, not the pulpit. Mm, Twitter, yeah. Uh, Well, I have nothing to say now. No, but I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But... so, but I and I think the other important thing is, is you've probably already fought with your organist. You've probably already fought with the worship team, and they're going to go for a little. They're going to. This is their day. They're going to go a little long, probably, and uh, and so keep it short, and uh, keep your sermon short. It's okay. Um, you want them to come back. You don't want to give them such a long sermon that they feel the need not to come back until Christmas. So <laughs> give them a great. Give them a great nugget. And uh, I always like to open up with a joke. Can I give you a great uh, Easter joke? <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. 
So it's not theologically uh, correct, but it's a great joke. So um, these three people come up to, to heaven, and uh, there they are before St. Peter, and St. Peter says, I'll let you in if you can tell me what Easter's all about. And so the first guy says, well, uh, you know, Easter is a day we get to, we, we kill a turkey, and we get together with our families, and we have a wonderful dinner, and we all say thank, give thanks. And St. Peter goes, wrong. And then the second guy comes up and he goes, well, St. Peter goes, well, what's Easter about? And he goes, well, uh, I think that's the day where we celebrate the birth of Jesus and uh, in a manger and, you know, wise men and shepherds. St. Peter shakes his head and says, wrong. And, uh, and so then the third person comes up and St. Peter says, well, what's Easter all about? And uh, the guy goes, that's easy. Uh, Easter is the day, uh, the third day after Jesus was crucified when Christians believe that Jesus came out of the tomb. And if he sees his shadow, well, then we have uh, uh, three more weeks of winter. So anyway, give them a cheesy joke, get them in the mood, loosen them up. They're all a little uptight. They're wearing suits that they haven't put on in since last year. So, you know, I mean, Keep it easy. Keep yeah. it easy. Yeah. Give them the glories of the gospel and let them know so that they can enjoy their forgiveness and know that God loves them. Yeah, because it is stressful, I will say, to come to church. And this is especially a time when, like, extended family and you're bringing little kids and people have traveled from out of state to get to be with mom and dad. And now we're all going to go to church. It's a big production. And... Um, so people are anxious. Kids have been crying. I mean, getting kids to dress up is a nightmare. I mean, they just want to wear their Under Armour all the time. And now you want them to put on khakis. Are you kidding me? There's like a button and zipper on this thing. Are you insane? So, yeah. um, so there, everybody is just about to implode, but they're kind of barely holding it together. And mm. and the, the music, uh, hopefully, will be stuff that they know, not the time for new hymns. And it'll yes. be just... A, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it, do the <laughs> play the greatest hits, the golden oldies, and um, uh, and uh, uh, and have fun and make it yeah. and make it a place of grace uh, for people um, who are expecting. Even on Easter, people are expecting law because it's church. Why are you yeah. laughing, Jake? Well, I just think like play the play the greatest hits. It's so yeah. important that everybody can sing along. This isn't your time to bust out some like obscure medieval cantata, you yeah. know, and so it's just free bird it, all the way that goes for 15 or 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is where I like I tell my music. I'm like our music. I'm like, dude, do what you need to do. But it's not about you today. You yeah. know what I mean? It is keep it, keep it simple. So, you know, one kind of neat thing is fine, but like get them out of there. Hour and 15 minutes. Try and make it an hour and 15 minutes. That's get right. them out of there. You can do it with communion. You can do it. So we have our first reading, Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. What Man, do you think? I think it's awesome. Uh, it, there's joy. There's uh, new heavens, new eat. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. Man, so many people are haunted by their past, and all they think about all the time is their past. There's weights and burdens that they carry around. And here... Um, uh, and God is very specific about the different kinds of pains that we have. He talks about weeping and distress. He talks about, you know, infants that die um, at the early age or old people that don't get to live out their full life. And he says, all that's going to be gone. Um, you'll get to live and be and enjoy. And, um, and he talks about all creation. This is not just people, but all creation. That's why he talks about wolf and lamb um, eating together. Um, 
it is the nature of the wolf to want to eat the lamb and the lamb to be terrified of the wolf. And But they're just going to go up to the same uh, buffet and uh, eat together. What's up, wolf? What's up, lamb? I mean, it's just yeah. a total reordering of everything. That's right. And the resurrection is the first fruits of this. So people will be like, well, I don't see that. Like, where do I say? Well, you don't see it. You hear it. And it's coming to you today. The resurrection of Jesus has literally changed everything. It's changed the uh, the old way of relating to God based on what you do no longer um, is beneficial. Um, it is now all about God relating to you by grace. And uh, this is this is the first signs of it. The resurrection, the new creation bursting in. Yep. And uh, I mean, because what uh, in some sense, every each one of us is facing the realities of death and the disordering of creation every day. This is ultimately this is why you fight with your spouse. This is why your children give you a hard time. This is why your parents refuse to give up the keys, even though they're 87 years old and can't see or hear. Um, this is the reason your boss is a moron. This is the reason you uh, fall into self-loathing every time you look on Instagram. Th this is why the world is terrible. And and in Christ's resurrection, as you say, Jake, it's the first route of reversing that. This is, you know, we see the human impulse to try to do this when Superman flies around the earth backwards to like go back in time to make everything kind of yeah. put back together again. This is what uh, Back to the Future is about when uh, Marty McFly goes back to the past to make everything come out great in the future. Um, we all want to go back and do it again and fix everything. Uh, and undo the damage. Uh, what's amazing about the resurrection, it doesn't go back to make everything the way it used to be. It actually ends death, defeats death, defeats the curse. And so going forward, we go, as, as this passage says, into a new heaven and a new earth, not back to the good old days, but to a new heaven and a new earth and the former things shall not be remembered. Boom. Yeah, it's it's not about better, it's about brand new. That's, Amen. That's, that's the, yeah. And that, and, and this is a, this is a historical reality. Um, we, uh, the epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians 15, 19 through 26, where St. Paul is making his case that this is not a metaphor for spring. This isn't um, anything other than uh, a historical reality, because if it's not, we are to be pitied. Yeah, and I've heard you say, Jake, before um, about uh, the kind of reality of the death of Jesus Christ. I, I think I heard you say in a sermon or something, you said, uh, some people talk about, I got saved at summer camp when I was nine, or I got saved at a rally when I was 23, and Jake said, no, you got saved 2,000 years ago on a hill outside of Jerusalem. And this is, and you grounded in the historical reality. And you can go, you just were there. Um, I've been there a few years ago. You can go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and put your hand in the rock that held the mm. base of the cross where Jesus was crucified. Um, and, and it's an incredible thing. This is a real deal thing. Yeah, and I love how, uh, and and this isn't something mystical either. Like, I mean, it is mystical, but it's not like Paul right, roots it right here in humanity. For since death came through a human being, like that's the first Adam, and right underneath the sepulcher is the chapel of Adam. Uh, if you look at the icons, you'll see um, a skull like below the base of Jesus at Calvary. That's not about Golgotha, that's about Adam. And so where Adam died as well, but the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so also will be made alive in Christ. This is, this is what the, the Bible is all about. You're either 
everybody's got a personal relationship with Jesus. It's either in Adam or a personal relationship with God. It's either in Adam or it's in Jesus Christ. And mm. uh, and Christ is the first fruits, and uh, he's the first. He is the down payment of the fact that. Jesus' resur- resurrection from the dead means that you're going to resurrect from the dead. And um, and all of these things, this new creation that we've been talking about and longing for, will be made right. That's and right. so uh, you're, um, the thing that you're worried about at night in the past, before God does not define you any longer. You There's, are seen yeah. as perfect and loved and righteous right now. Give it yeah. to him. Amen. And the there's if you're looking for a, a poetic way to make it clear, one of my go-to things uh, is Seven Stanzas at Easter, which was written by John Updike, an Episcopalian. Not a perfect guy, but hey. Um, he, Great uh, architect. Yeah. Uh, so Updike wrote, Make no mistake, if he rose at all, it was as his body. If the cell's dissolution did not reverse, the molecule re-knit, the amino acids rekindle, the church will fall. It was not as the flowers, each soft spring recurrent. It was not as his spirit in the mouths and fuddled eyes of the 11 apostles. So that's to your point, Jake. It wasn't just, it's not like the springtime flowers. It's not just his disciples thought maybe they kind of, it was a metaphor. And then he says, no, it was as his flesh ours Mm. the same hinged thumbs and toes the same valved heart that pierced died withered paused and then regathered out of enduring might new strength to enclose and then here's my favorite part let us not mock god with metaphor analogy sidestepping transcendence making of the event a parable a sign painted in the faded credulity of earlier ages let us walk through the door. So uh, it goes on, but uh, this idea of not mocking God with metaphor, this really happened. Otherwise, as, as he says, uh, this is, um, there's, as, as Paul says, it's, it's vain. If it's, our faith is in vain if this isn't a real deal. Absolutely. And then that brings us, absolutely, and that brings us right to the gospel reading. Um, we're going to touch on Luke chapter 24, 1 through 12. Um, and uh, what are your thoughts on that, Aaron? Well, uh, and yeah, so people should know that there are two options, John 20 or Luke 24. We chose to do the Luke reading because Luke is what we're in uh, this year, year C in the lectionary readings. So we're keeping with it. The John reading is beautiful and wonderful. It's a little bit longer. You have this encounter with Mary and Jesus where she thinks he's the gardener. It's touching and wonderful. So if you want to do that, you can do that, but you won't get any help from us. But for the Luke reading, uh, Luke 24, there's wonderful things here. You have these women who clearly are grieving. Um, They get there as early as they possibly can after the Sabbath. They wouldn't have been able to go out there before that. Um, But as soon as they are permitted to do so, they get there as quickly as they can to continue the preparation of Jesus's body. Um, You know, that's why they bring these spices. But they find the stone rolled away, um, uh, which says something about God's power in Jesus's resurrection. This is not a light stone. Um, these tombs are like little caves, and uh, it, you can see examples of this today, a big round mm. kind of wheel that would roll in front of these doors, because often there'd be more than one person in a tomb. It'd be sort of a family tomb or something like that. So you need to get in and out occasionally as family members die. Um, and so uh, the stone has been rolled away. 
and of course they don't find the body. Uh, and then as um, as you know, Jake, the Bee Gees show up. That's how I like to imagine it. Two guys mm. in uh, really wide lapels and white coats, sort of just lights behind them. It says two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. I picked, I picture Elvis impersonators myself. And there so, it is. Either you know, way, a lot of so... rhinestones going on. Um, <laughs> and the women are terrified. And so the men, these angels, these angelic uh, visitors, um, this incredible question, why do you look for the living among the dead. This incredible yeah. statement that Jesus is alive. That's right. I'm, you know, and I think that's important. That's one thing you can touch on is that the first Easter wasn't quite as glorious, you know what I mean, as, as what you're experiencing at St. Albans in Waco. Hey. And um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tough day, probably much like getting your kids dressed for Easter. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, they've come and, uh, and people are going to be perplexed by this message even today because uh, they haven't heard it, you know, and there they are. And the first response is perplexed because dead people don't rise. Uh, get get this across to your people. Um, he was dead for not one day, not two day, but three days he was dead. And dead people don't rise. And here is one who has broken the mold just as he said he would. Going yeah. all the way back to Galilee, this is what it's been all about. Just he is come to be handed over to sinful men, and on the third day, he will rise from the dead. And so he's not here, he's risen just as he told you. Yeah, and if um, and you know, I said in last podcast uh, to not bring humor, not try to be funny on uh, Good Friday or Monday Thursday. In on Easter, you can be funny, and uh, I was. Uh, if you if you're looking for something, what speaks to me is Miracle Max, uh, played by Billy Crystal in The Princess mm -hmm. Bride, and he says there's a difference between all dead and mostly dead. You know, the Dread Pirate Robert, he's mostly dead, and uh, so he makes that pill to bring him back to life. That's not what we're talking about here. Jesus yeah. was all dead, and he is all alive, and so the message of hope here is that Christianity uh, is about situations when it's not like the three-pointer at the buzzer that causes you to win the game. It's not like it looks like you were almost going to lose, and then, and then at the last minute you kind of... Uh, uh, had this massive comeback or something. No, you lose the game. You lose the game entirely. Jesus is really totally dead. And to people out there, even though they look beautiful on Easter Sunday morning, uh, there's something in their life uh, that has died. Uh, and But the message of Easter is resurrection, that new life can come mm -hmm. out of impossible situations. And, and, and if they have a hard time believing that, you can affirm them and say, that's okay. Uh, mm -hmm. it's the, the apostles had the exact response that they, like that in Luke 24, you see when, the, when, the, when Mary and Joanna, uh, both Marys and Joanna go back and tell the apostles, it says, these words seem to them an idle tale and they didn't believe them. So you're in good company if it strikes you as a little crazy, but this is the thing, Peter, uh, Peter, obviously, you know, beautiful Peter, who has uh, denied Christ and uh, didn't get the foot washing, didn't understand it. You know, he's the first one that wants to check because he needs it so badly. So if you need to check, run to the tomb, uh, see that it's empty and know that Jesus's death and resurrection is a real deal for you. And what it means for you in your life is your death is not the end. Your actual death that will happen is not the end. And then the deaths that are going on in your life right now are not the end. That's right. I mean, That's I mean, what I would say. Sorry, I got a little preachy there, Jake. 
No, I think it's perfect. And uh, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, I mean, I think kind of the, the historicity and earthiness of this whole thing. Had humans written this, had, I mean, had this not been divinely inspired in a true story, uh, you know, everything would have been like, well, Peter believed right from the get-go. You know, well, we would have never had a dead messiah to begin with but uh right. you know it's the the reactions of these people are so human you know they're shocked because they did not believe that they didn't get it that everything he was saying and this yeah. is the thing is that everything now in light of the resurrection of the dead makes sense everything in light of jesus's resurrection makes sense of the gospels of the um and what jesus was teaching it makes sense of the old testament finally and what he said how they all pointed to him and it will finally begin to make sense of your own life when you die as well and you're risen the resurrection makes sense of everything um mm. and uh, so that we might be raised and justified and made holy before God finally. Um, and this is, uh, this is the good news of the gospel, and, uh, and it's that simple. Yeah, um, would, and would this be a time uh, to rickroll your congregation? Rickroll? What do you mean? Oh my oh. gosh! Oh yeah, Rick absolutely, Astley. sorry. Sorry, never gonna, Yeah. <laughs> never gonna give you up, never gonna never let gonna you let down. You never gonna let you down. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't Never do run that. around I, or desert you. Yeah, I might instead uh, Cecil Francis Alexander my congregation, and so in his great hymn, "He is risen, He is risen," and uh, and this is for everybody. The second verse is powerful for everybody who's got a kid with a snap-on tie and uh, is just having mm. a hard time, and even having a hard time believing this because their own life stinks that bad. He yeah. says in verse two. Come, ye sad and fearful-hearted, with glad smile and radiant brow. Death's long shadows have departed. Jesus' woes are over now. And the passion that he bore, sin and pain, can vex no more. Mm. And uh, that is the promise of the gospel. Uh, the things that keep you terrorized, your fear, your guilt, your shame, uh, ultimately in Jesus Christ, they can vex you no more, for they've all been defeated. Mm. Well, I think that about does it for Easter Sunday, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, may you have a blessed uh, Easter, Jake. You as well, Aaron, and God bless you all as you prepare your sermons. Um, get some sleep and uh, give them the goods and uh, have some fun with it. Eat a peep. Thanks for listening to Same Old Song, and we hope you found some nuggets that will be helpful either in your preaching or just in your life. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. Dave's all will be sad if you don't. We'd like to thank the Narrativo Group for audio production. Keep that Bible by your bedside, ready to rock and roll.